0: Today's episode of the Tighten Up Talk is brought to you by our friends at Parkway Poorhouse. If you are in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area and you're looking for a great spot to grab some delicious food with the family or also looking for a happy hour spot to enjoy some appetizers on the covered lounge with a cold adult beverage, we'll look no further. Parkway Poorhouse is the perfect spot for either occasion. Visit parkwaypourhouse.com to plan your visit today. And folks, I hope you've done your happy dance because we have reason to be joyful after a 42-16 victory for the Tennessee Titans over the Buffalo Bills. We'll give our thoughts on the game last night as well as all things happening with the Tennessee Titans now. Arthur Smith is growing in popularity. He could be a head coach. We'll give our thoughts on what we think could happen there. Give us State of the Titans address and where are the Tennessee Titans amongst nfl teams as well as the afc teams in particular we'll check in around the nfl and then we'll preview our houston texans matchup for this sunday but folks if you're new to us to tighten up talk or chat 10 sports make sure and subscribe to the podcast and also check us out at chat10sports.com learn all about us what we have going on with our events fan groups and more we appreciate you checking us out we hope that you enjoy this episode all right, folks, we're here. It is a beautiful victory Wednesday for the Tennessee Titans after a forty-two to sixteen win over the undefeated at the time Buffalo Bills. They're currently four and one, obviously the favorite in the AFC East. But Chase, my man, how are you doing, sir? After a great night with the Chattanooga Titans fans at Parkway Poorhouse,
1: dude, it was so much fun. Once again, like we bring this crowd and it keeps getting bigger and bigger every week. It's <laughs> so much fun, dude. People like yeah, I, dude. I'm just meeting new people every week and uh it's infectious there. I mean, you know, shout out to our boy Brandon, you know, he always brings energy. So got to get Oh, baby. So,
0: yes, sir. Awesome
1: awesome time last night.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, because, I mean, the more that we've talked about obviously the pandemic and trying to do this thing safely, I think we're I think we are getting away with it and especially the outdoor open air lounge area has been a huge help to make sure that we are not necessarily packed in there but we do want to give a shout out to our, our our people our tribe if you will the Chattanooga Titans fans we've got a question up on Twitter and on our Facebook group right now about you know some of the favorite parts of last night's game we'll get to it in a little while you know who is the MVP for last night's game and Chase and I can give our thoughts and then can you hear the tears of Buffalo Bans, Buffalo Bills fans hitting their their iPhones as they as they tweet and text because it sounds like they just got um, just basically shafted by the NFL, and everybody owes them an apology. Um, but like we said in the intro, folks, I'm Trey Wynn. Chase Green here. Follow us on Twitter. You can find our, our profiles on Twitter in the description below. But I'm feeling pretty stinking good, Chase, because this is a thing. Obviously, we're down Big Jeff. We're down yeah. guys like Adam Humphreys, Adoree Jackson still on the IR and that's something, too, we don't really know when he's actually coming off. I know it's a three-week minimum, but depending on the, the injury, that's something that we could, you know, we could it could be a little while, but the secondary, I thought, did okay last night, yeah. uh, given what we, we thought. Um, but Chase, something I noticed last night after the game was, AJ Brown. Obviously, we know he had a, a bone bruise, and I believe it was in his knee area or around his knee. But basically, saying that you know he was told to go home. Obviously, with the facility being shut uh, shut down by the NFL, the guy still went out to parks or wherever, like the rest of the team did after this mm-hmm. ridiculous controversy that really kind of turned into much ado about nothing. Um, but it's obviously good to have AJ Brown back. And it's here, here's my thing: where you've got this. COVID list and my biggest concern going into last night was the the potential of guys that we obviously need who are healthy getting injured and when Lawan went down last night that's what I kind of perked up like oh man and I thought Tyson Brelo I didn't really study his his work last night but I thought he did pretty well um but kind of what was your, let's just give our initial reactions, what was your thoughts, what were your thoughts going into the game, and then what was your thought after the game, besides just straight joy? <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: honestly, man, I was a little worried about this, because watch some of the Bills, you know, you guys guys on Fantasy teams, so you'll catch some of their game here and there, but I don't know, there was some weird things where I was like, man, we've talked about how our secondary struggled a little bit, and had its moments last night but also stepped up and I thought they schemed really well for what we had. We we are really missing in Dory Jackson. Mm-hmm. But I did think that overall it was great. Um for what for what we had. Um I thought Diggs was gonna tear us up and which he did. Uh there was a there was a lot of a lot of fantasy owners that loved having Stefan Diggs against this Titan secondary last night. Um but other than that, I I was really, really pleased overall with the defense. I mean, I know this has been, but don't break to its max. I think Titans are the fourth worst as far as giving up um, yardage per game. I think they're close to 400 and mm-hmm. then the bills are actually fourth best. And they were, I think they're right at like 401 or 402, but the Titans are fourth best in scoring defense. You know, they've only allowed so 90 points and I get it. Like there's, there's a game, but uh, there's a game in there, but still they'd be, you know, top 10 no matter what mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, I Really good, solid game plan, good scheme overall. Gave Josh Allen some trouble and couldn't be happier with that win. Because that's a, that's a huge win because there were some questions with this Titans team. It's like, okay, you're barely beating some meh mm-hmm. teams. So, yeah, so it was a good statement win. And I I don't get the whole we've shafted, the, the league shafted Buffalo thing. Right, yeah. But here we are. I mean, what, would you, what were your thoughts I, I mean, going into it?
0: Well, going into it, I mean, frankly, I was thinking – I felt confident to where, I mean, I I think the Bills – I think the Bills kind of got in their own heads last night a little bit. Josh Allen to me and, you know, look into it a little bit more than you need to kind of thing on my end. But coming out of the game, you know, he's behind center. I guess he's in shotgun and, you know, behind center or whatnot, looking at the Titans' defense. And he – there were times that he looked like a deer in the the headlights to me Mm -hmm. of, you know – I don't know if he didn't recognize what they saw, but even looking at the stats and as we always say, they don't always tell the story of the game of how dominant this, this one was for the Titans. But I mean, TJ Yeldon being their leading rusher with 52 yards, it just, I mean, obviously 95 yards amongst the team, but they really forced Josh Allen to do what he's been doing and been talked about doing, you know, throwing four touchdowns and two consecutive weeks. That's, I mean, All, all credit to the guy. It's just something that I, I was impressed all around with the team. I mean, from offense, defense, even the special teams with Kern and Chris Milton getting down making tackles. This is the kind of stuff that, obviously, you know the cliches of finding ways to win in the NFL and and all these things. But what the biggest story to me, and I want to, you know, I want to kind of preview what we asked, you know, of, of. Titans fans, and specifically the Chattanooga Titans fans, my favorite part of last night was this is kind of Ryan Tannehill's coming out party. To to yeah. a point, obviously he's not throwing 500 yards. He threw two, you know three pit or three touchdowns for a 129.3 QB rating. Um, but I think the jury is is I mean they've decided on on Tannehill, and I think the more we yeah. talk about it, and the more we see the Jets continue to struggle. Like Adam Gase is is a virus in the NFL, and obviously Sam Darnold being injured yet again. We're going to see more Flacco this Sunday, but I mean, it, it's something to me that, did I expect 42 to 16? No. I thought it would be competitive. I thought it might be a, I mean, similar to what you were saying for the last three games of you're winning by less than three points, and you're relying on your kicker, where this was like. I don't know if it's just prime time in the Titans, if we have like a contract with somebody like just ball out. But I mean, it was, there was a time I kind of sat back at the, at the watch party and I'm like, there hasn't been a second where we're like nervous. And Mm -hmm. then, I mean, walking in, it kind of evaporated, but that was just something that Tannehill, I, I, I kind of got nervous when he, you know, he was jumping across the goal line and had that awkward landing. I thought he might've, you know, maybe he had his, his ACLs replaced with like adamantium laced, or you yes. know, whatever whatever he could get from Wakanda that would that would help him prevent injuries. But I was really impressed with Tannehill last night. Um, but something that's sticking out, and I want to get your thoughts on this. It's been a conversation uh, for Arthur Smith, and yesterday before the game, Jim Wyatt put up a photo of of Art Smith running the the steps at Nissan. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and then I want to get your reaction. But I think Arthur Smith had as good an interview last time as he could for a head coaching job, and I think he, I think he's going to be gone after this season, man. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm on the same train, and I hate to say that, man, but what he's done with Tannehill and to show you, like, to reiterate, Adam Gase is an absolute cancer to <laughs> liability, dude, to uh, to every player, and he's nobody likes him either. That's the thing. It's like it's. I mean, I don't know. It's it's crazy, but what you saw out of Tannehill, like those were some really good throws he made last night, and I I do think Tannehill's very good. I don't think mm-hmm. he's do I think he's tier one? No, not really. But there's just there's just a talent, and that's that's fine. But he is very good. And Arthur Smith learned how to use these guys. He's come up with something creative every time. I mean, obviously Buffalo sold out on the run last night. Yes, D. Henry got his two touchdowns, but not the most productive night. And you could just tell, like, they were stuffing him at the line for the longest time. And we did miss Darrington Evans last night. Mm-hmm. No, another t- another game where he gets banged up. Um, but overall, dude, his scheme just keeps getting better. And it's something new every week. They're just mm-hmm. finding ways to win. And and I'll, I do want to get back to, you know, you gave a shout-out to the special teams. And, yes, Tannehill only had less than 200 yards. But he was super efficient. And we didn't have to because the special teams – was fantastic last night in field position, defense as well. So, you know, whenever we're doing a good – whenever this Titans team's doing a great job of getting these guys in the right field position spots and owning that side of the – that, owning that aspect of the game, then it makes this Titans offense so much easier, more efficient. And, mm-hmm. you know, Arthur just – like you said, he gave a heck of an interview, and I think this is going to keep rolling. I mean, the Titans are – Looking at Texans next week. Um, yeah, there's gonna the Steelers, Bears, Colts, Ravens, those are gonna be some tests. But mm-hmm. he's gonna have a lot of good good results out of some of these other teams when we play, you know. If he does well against the Steelers and the Colts and the Bears, dude, might as well sign him up and there's too many good head coaching spots open. I don't know what everybody's gonna be looking like, but you know, obviously the Texans and falcons and probably the jets and there's going to be a couple more that we'll i'm sure we'll see in detroit so yeah there's going to be a lot of openings and i like you said I, what he's doing with these guys is incredible so I, I bid the dude a farewell it's been a great run
0: <laughs> well the thing i mean he, i was telling brandon him and our, our hot guy at our, our Nigga titans fans watch parties but it's There has been a legitimate adjustment for me, and I think even collectively as the Tennessee Titans fan base of getting used to where we are now, because we've been through so many dark days. Of, I mean, thinking of the days of Tommy Smith and Rustin Webster and Mike Munchak and then with you know the whole the whole saga. Yeah, I mean, you could really legitimately that's a thirty for thirty in itself of just the you know jumping back to relevance because. I was watching Good Morning Football this morning and kind of listening to the, the the thoughts and opinions and all that kind of stuff. But the Titans, I mean, they, I think people legitimately took it as last year was a Jacksonville Jaguars of, what, 2017, that they just make the AFC Championship and they flake out. And it's it's like I'm getting used to being able to say we're at the top. But I, I do want to, like, transition off of that and bring up the topic of respect. We've talked about respect before on this podcast and across the Titans fan base. I'm 100%. I've always kind of had this mentality of let them sleep on us. Let it, let's let be those guys, you know. There's nobody more dangerous than somebody you can't predict what they're going to do each and every single, you know. For, again, we could not predict a 42-16 to 16 win last night. And th- the type of fashion that it was done in was just – mind-boggling and it was entertaining throughout but i'm just thinking the more time that goes by let these guys sleep on us i don't care anymore about guys like adam rank you know the guys that are paid to make these these headlines but the fact is is there's not a team on our schedule right now like like you said yes there'll be some tests and we probably i'm sure we'll lose a game that we're not supposed to but the one game i don't want to overlook the texans right now but that steelers game i think there's going to be a lot of uh you know, a lot of emotion for the Titans, because even Tannehill last night saying we were kind of ticked off about how we were treated this last week. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's, that's to me, I'm, I mean, you know, and I know, and, and anyone else who's played, you know, organized team sports, when when mouths and opinions start flying, uh, you better believe people are going to start throwing stiff arms like, you know, Derek Henry did on Josh Norman last night, which, oh, my yeah. God. Wow. Um,
1: what, that, dude, what are the best plays I've ever seen? I love that it's I, – I'm. I've always been like a I, – I mean, I know Josh Dorman had his times where he was good, but I, it's even better that it was him last night.
0: And it, the funny thing is the last time he was at Nissan, him and Lawan had their little spat, and he comes back and he gets bodied. I mean, literally at the point where he is parallel to the ground, mm-hmm. and I mean, it, it's – I'm 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 thankful and I'm I'm happy to be on this side of a victory like that because I, I was legitimately thinking that we were going to be we could potentially be at a 42 to 16 loss. Yeah. You know, cuz I mean, all credit to the Bills. I know we love to talk a little shit on Twitter and go back and forth with fans and Hell Yeah, you know, dude. It, it's something that just I I don't want people to overlook a Oh, it's a Tuesday. It's a weird game. That was a 4-0 team that was coming off of back to back consecutive victories over you know solid competition. Um, let me double check that, make sure I'm saying that right. But just to say they are no pushover and especially with their yeah, I mean, they, you they know, loss the in the playoffs and they beat the last and the
1: Rams. Year. I mean, Raiders just beat yeah. Kansas City. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just I'm kinda of still chewing on it and letting it sink in, but it's like, man, we, we really we really did that last night. Um yeah. I did want to get your opinion on my guy, John U Smith. It just keeps finding ways, but ha- how about that touchdown pass that was clearly two to three yards past the last scrimmage, dude? Wow. Uh
1: I don't I guess they really I know they I, I you know, it's tough to hear when we're we were around gosh, I don't even know we had forty people, maybe more mm-hmm. last night it felt like. Um but I know I, I heard well the announcer say it. Maybe, maybe his wrist pad was behind the line. Maybe, but um, I don't know. It's clear. But John, who's been fantastic, and we talked about it at the beginning, soon he is becoming a true top seven, eight tight end in the league, probably somewhere around there. I mean, he's. Oh, yeah. I watched I, every single game. I'm impressed by his speed, at his size. Like every single game, like God, he's that fast, like he's that athletic, mm-hmm. and he made, and Ted Hill made some tough throws to him, like that first touchdown he had, dude, that's a small ass window, and he he made it work, yeah. made a great hands catch, and um, big time. I mean, I know he didn't have a ton of ton of yards last night, but made it count when he caught it.
0: Yeah. And obviously, I, 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 we do want a hat tip to, obviously, Malcolm Butler, uh, two picks. Hey, I, mean, I thought guy. I thought he was down on, on the one where Beasley, you know, after watching it a couple of times, Beasley tried to wrap him up and he stayed up. Yeah. Um, it's funny, man, because, you know, obviously, you know, what last episode that we did through all the last 16 days that we didn't have any Titans to talk about of, you know, just getting roasted by, you know... Um, Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. Um, Malcolm Butler is a guy that I, I don't know how much longer he'll be a Titan because of how much money he's getting made, and if he can keep up that type of play that we saw last night, that's great. But it's just something that I'm still not quite sold on. Hey, all all is forgiven with Malcolm Butler. I just mm-hmm. want to see I want to see a little consistency, and even just in general, like we talked about with the Titans having three close wins in the first three weeks get a, you know, a bye week and a half, basically. Um, I want to see these victories, you know, I guess be more consistent. Are, are, are we that team that has to go and rely on Guskowski to make it happen? Or can we actually rely on a team that's going to put up 42 points in a game and only allow 16, which, as we know, the defense, you know, needed a game like this to really get their, their confidence going. But mm. that's, that's kind of where I'm at with, you know, I'm obviously, I'm elated, but I do think there's – and this isn't just to say because of who was out. I think it would have helped, and it probably could have been worse last night if, if Big Jeff and other players were there. But um, I think here and now and, and uh, kind of Rabel's focus is going into let's, let's win some games consecutively in a not dominant fashion, but a convincing fashion.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, like not having Big Jeff last night, Moved, I mean, they got creative, and that's another big part of what this Titans team's doing. We've talked about it on offense, especially, but defensively, like they moved Harold inside some more last night. Um, I did think it was a big play, a, a big contribution again. I know we've talked about, like, we're not paying him for hurries, but dude, how close? How many times was he close? Jadavian Clowney really got after. Josh Allen last night a couple times, and it's like, God, I mean, you're just steps away. And I know Allen's a great athlete, so, I don't, you know, shout out to him. And he made some freaking cannon throws. That dude has an absolute piss missile back there. And yeah. I, I was very impressed by some of the throws, but it was caused by some of those were on an absolute scramble for his life because he was getting after him. But um thought some of those, you know, some of those mess, mishaps for him were because of, Clowney and company getting inside, and I thought they did a really good job on the run game because I know Singletary and those and Yeldon have done done a good job for them. So mm-hmm. you know it was really really creative defensively again to have to make up for you know Dayquan's been on the COVID list for what two weeks now, so he's just mm-hmm. coming back basically after two days of practice and no no big Jeff. So it was a really really strong outing by the defensive efforts of the interior line mean, yesterday.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I want to ask you this in light of the kind of conversation with COVID-19 and, you know, the NFL prior to yesterday's game had a conference call talking about the Titan situation of a very unexpected tone, in my opinion, as far as, you know, the replies being this isn't about discipline, this is about the player safety and personnel safety um, from Goodell. Excuse me, I did, I did find it funny how – Um, I forget his name, Sills as his last name, but you know, the health expert or whatnot for the NFL basically saying, yeah, we're kind of opposed to the idea of a bubble. And I mean, I think that this Titans situation that we're coming out of is, you know, you've got teams like now the chiefs have their fullback just tested positive Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore, you know, both on the COVID list right now for the Patriots and thankfully not seeing any other positives there, but, I don't think this is the first or, you know, I don't think it's necessarily the last COVID situation that we have, but do you, and I don't want us to get into like Mike Florio predictions of $10 million <laughs> in draft picks, but do you expect after hearing Goodell in his conference yesterday, do you expect them to come down hard on the Titans anymore?
1: No, they, you have to, under, like you have to know if this was going to happen to somebody and mm-hmm. very, Loose, not loose terms. I mean, there was they made some mistakes, but they're also like every team would have done the same thing, and they have to understand the common sense aspect of that. Uh, I don't know. I surely not because it was going to happen to one team. It sucks that it happens to the Titans, but it ha- it's going to happen. It was going to happen in some aspect, some way. And yes, there were mistakes made, but you have to almost give a one time pass. Everybody learned from the Titans' mistakes. I think this Titans team was punished in a way, and actually they wound up rallying through that. You know, we were without CD, we were without Humphreys, we were out Big Jeff, Daquan's, you know, everybody's on this list that had to really rally and only get a couple days of practice. So there's a weird punishment there, but I don't know, surely not. I mean, do you think they will?
0: That's the thing. I I thought when this first thing kicked up that, you know, I thought 10 million in picks and stuff was a bit much, but the conversation of draft picks was concerning. Um, But at the same time, like, you know, I've been on all over the place saying, you know, the NFL is looking for a scapegoat and they want to find someone that they can blame and then adjust their protocols and nobody notices and it's all hunky dory, but. It's a refreshing, and we'll see what they say. I don't want to go on record as though this is what's going to happen, but it's it's refreshing to hear them say, you know, our personnel obviously matter because even, you know, uh, last night mid-game with the conversation of, of Le'Veon Bell being cut, it, it, it strikes up, and even Dak Prescott's injury this last weekend, and the response being don't shame any player for trying to go out and get their money and, you know, holding it out for camp or whatever it is. Because it's a real, it's a, it's a real situation where players are just basically, you know, obviously very well paid, but I mean, you're, you're an asset and it's nice to not see them necessarily come out and say, well, we're just going to move forward and drop the hammer. But hearing that from me was nice, but obviously I'm not gonna, I'm not expecting that, but it's, it, it is something I think the, the response will be uh, probably less feared than what I, I originally thought, but mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, man, I mean, all across the sport, you know, world from MLB to NBA to NHL, like, unless you're in a bubble, we're going to have, and it's the same thing for like, look at Florida, the Florida Gators right now, 19 cases. Mm -hmm. What another, another uh, coach or or, or two was announced this morning. And and what are they going to do? They're going to put those guys on on their rendition of the COVID list and have other guys step up, right? I mean, that's what college football has been doing all season so far, so It's but the thing is, and it was funny because, you know, we we had some folks saying, hey, y'all are taking some photos and not everybody's wearing masks. Do you think this is a good idea? And and we asked the restaurant and they're like, you know what? Y'all are outside. And I think the more people, as we're seeing more people come to these types of events, I think fewer people are, are terrified of what, you know, covid you know is, but the biggest kicker in all this that I've learned, and I think John Robinson made mention of it too, is this, the incubation period. Um, yeah. Even outside of the NFL, that's just something that if you are getting sick, you don't know it, but you could still pass it along. It's just terrifying. So, not to be too long-winded about COVID stuff, but that that caught my eye this week and just kind of surprised me to hear from Goodell. Um, but I, I I was happy with that. I was I was, you know, it's it's a nice gesture, I would say, but. That's yeah. just kind of a refreshment uh, for a long couple of weeks without our our team, but um, yeah, but yeah. And speaking of being back, we'll be back on Sunday for all those listening for another watch party against the T- the Texans, which we can uh let's we can start getting into that in a little bit. But I, I want to get your reaction of this morning uh, of Kamala Correa as random as I'll get out. You know, mm-hmm. saying I either want to be traded and he's only had 30, I think, 39 snaps or reps in games this year, which it, it, it doesn't surprise me as far as, you know, when Clowney and Vic Beasley come in and you're that guy, I, I totally respect what he's doing. But let me let me get your thoughts on the Kamala uh and I guess news this morning.
1: Yeah. Do you know, I, don't, I, I feel like and I know and just because of his signing, has Beasley played more snaps than Korea?
0: I believe so. I mean, I know, um, I was thinking he was off the COVID list yesterday, but he was inactive last night. So I don't know if they were just rest up or, you know,
1: that's got to be so frustrating for him is a guy that from an outsider's perspective, it has to be similar to an insider's perspective. A guy that just like didn't come to try out, basically come practice seemed just super distant from the team, obviously didn't come in shape and Vic Beasley. And then you're a guy that's going to be inactive. A guy that's been there. Correa's, you know, really stepped up for this Titans team last year. And you're getting ousted by a guy that seems like he's lack of a better term, like lazy in comparison. Like he's still not. And Beasley had his moments last night where he, he missed again. Like he didn't, didn't look fantastic. And so it's, I don't know, it's gotta be frustrating for him. I get it. I get it. But, you know, it's a talent perspective thing. It's like his obviously Beasley's upside's higher than Kamalea's or and, you know, there's a lot of talent right there on that front line and even throughout the linebacking core. So it's just a tough, tough spot for him. I get it. I know even to reiterate, like everybody wants to get their gets their wants to get their playing time and they wanna get paid from it. So with opportunity comes more money. So, yeah, he's got to be frustrated, um, seeing how he's just getting listed as inactive again, and obviously they stood up with uh, DaQuan Jones and all that fun stuff last night too. So, I don't know, man. What do you
0: what do you think his mindset is about this? Um, I think the Dean ps retirement plays a a portion or a factor into this thing. To where obviously. We did see him kind of come in, you know, Kamala come like Correa coming in later in the the last part of the last season, maybe even in the postseason where he was actually, you know, setting edges and making making some good plays. I think he had a, a, either tackles for loss or or sacks. But um, for a guy to get drafted in the second round, go to the Ravens, sit behind Suggs. You know, I think I don't know if Elvis Doomerville, I think he was might have been past his time, but. Obviously, going in with a very respectable defense with the Ravens, you're you're put back, you come to the Titans, and because of probably DMPs, um, it's random. I mean, to me, all I take away from that is basically is about to get released in a few days because I don't see much of a a trade value or market for him necessarily. If it is something like a sixth or a seventh, great, but I mean – He's not like it's not like he's getting paid. I think he's getting two and a half million this year, just on, the, on a one year deal. Which again, why why sign the deal? Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I get this is it's been a really weird season for a lot of people, rookies in particular. But I mean, I get it. it it's it's he's he's not getting old, but he's obviously you know taken on age, and you got to make sure and get your opportunities. But I mean, best of luck to the guy. I just think he's in a bad situation. But again, as a Titans fan, that. You know, is getting used to be having a, a consistently good team. Obviously, we've been nine and seven for a decade, it seems sometimes, but it, it's mm-hmm. something that we've got talent now. We've got guys, um, even other other contributors that could do equal to, if not more than, Correa has been doing with the snaps he's gotten. But um, it, it's it was evident to me, and I want, I kind of want to get your thoughts with this as well. But how much did this team really miss Big Jeff last night?
1: Um. I think for the one game, I don't think it was as drastic. I think everybody really stepped up. And Landry moving inside more. And what was surprising, it seemed like that would be something more of a clowny thing. But Landry really did a good job. And Daquan did a good job. Everybody really rallied around that aspect. But I think in the long term, that's where you'd miss him. Like you can, You can really dial it in for one game, but he is... an absolute unit, and you're going to miss that over two or three games. You know, if we were to miss him for the next two or three games, then it would show people would obviously scheme for that. It's like how Mississippi State, obviously, for your first game against LSU, you know, the Pirate comes out and unleashes the Kraken of passing offense on the SEC, but then the next two games are like, I think, 14 points and two points. So people are going to figure it out after – a game, you can have a fun round one, but without him for a longer period of time, or even a shorter period of time, that's not what you want ideally.
0: I mean, did you think we missed him at all last night? Oh yes, I thought um, it, there was there was times that Josh Allen had, I mean, four, five, six seconds. And oh yeah,
1: there was a few times at the end of the game. Yeah,
0: I mean, he he, he can move and. Uh, you know, Josh Allen can move, but there was times just a little under passes that he kept doing and, you know, second and thirds, uh, you know, or third and, and shorts, you know, given easy conversions, really, I just thought he, you know, and I think, uh, one thing I did notice just to kind of give him the credit due was Clowney was really getting after the quarterback and he's, you know, he's the king of almost sacks, I guess you yeah. could say. Um, but having, you know, and again, crazy week last two, you know, two weeks really, um, but yeah, I think I think big Jeff would have been a great uh, you know, have a great impact on Josh Allen not being able to just find his guys and go to the second third or more, you know, or I guess fourth checkdowns to get guys um open, but I, I Laurel Murchison, I thought he he was you know, doing okay. I know we had one sack with Harold Landry, but I'm kind of at that point where. Sixteen points could have been even fewer if Jeff, if Big Jeff, and others were out there to really, you know, disrupt the game and not allow him to to kind of pick and choose as he as he would like to. But, um, but let's let's talk about this. If kind of you know, I want to talk about around the NFL a little bit because there's so many things happening. Obviously, the state of the Tennessee Titans, as I've talked about throughout this this podcast, is getting used to how we're, we're doing right now. With the the dysfunction after so many years of dysfunction um, if I said that correctly the years of function uh, after so many years of dysfunction um, but what do you think like the landscape of the NFL right now where do the Titans I mean not just talking about respect, but where do you think the Titans are right now in the big picture as far as even uh, you know postseason, is it Super Bowl or bust now, or are we are we still talking about let's get a first or second seed and see if we can run table and make it happen?
1: Yeah, I for this Titans team, I still think it's let's let's elevate to the first or second seed status. You know, get out of the wild card situation at best. Let's move on up. Um, obviously, like as a fan, you want to believe that. It's super Bowl robust, but I do think in the in the big picture right now, there's still things that that need to be worked on. But they're definitely a top tier team. Nobody wants to face. Um, your, I mean, is there sealing? The Kansas City Chiefs, no. Is there sealing? The Baltimore Ravens, yeah, probably so. Maybe be. I mean, I get like the Lamar factor, but. There's a lot of other things about that team that's still faulty. Obviously, they beat the Ravens last year. They schemed them up well. Um, the Steelers game is going to be a big tell. I think and that's another one. This, this Buffalo game was a big tell. But they come out and beat the Steelers, then there's going to be a lot of buzz around this team. It's like, okay, they're going to be a new number two favorite, I guess. Because, I mean, I think a lot would have to happen for people to stop believing in Kansas City.
0: Right. You well, know, be the let, let, let me jump in because I don't know that, I mean, watching the Raiders, Uh, by the way, for all those that don't have it right now, I would legitimately consider your life decisions right now and go find a way to watch Red Zone on NFL yeah, Network on a Sunday. It's been fantastic. Because, dude, my father-in-law, he came up, they came up to visit us last weekend and he and I sat there, we were laughing, like we're just sitting here vegging, watching every game in the NFL and it's just fantastic, but um. Obviously, the Chiefs Raiders game was a very entertaining game. The Chiefs, to me, their defense is nowhere near. And I think this is the sky is blue, obvious statement, but their defense is nowhere even close to what their offense is. Yeah, uh, as very far true. as I mean, obviously they can score at will, and and I mean we saw that last year when when the Titans ended up beating the Chiefs. But we we blocked the the kick. They got into field goal position. They had an opportunity. We made a play. Um, but for the sake of that being the first this last week, the first time that they've lost since last year, I think it was week 10, um, it's great. But that's, I think it's more of a credit to how great their offense is versus, I mean, just give the defense, a, you know, I guess for the defense to give the offense an opportunity to either catch up or continue, you know, the, the assault on, on whomever they're playing. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know that the Chiefs are. Like even as far as in a in a way as people have them, because I don't think anyone has has, has had as a good a year as as Patrick Mahomes. Um, but the Packers are up there, obviously the Ravens. I don't think the Bills, you know, should be slighted in this. I just think that um, in the grand scheme of things, I, I do think a first seed in the AFC is a realistic goal yeah. of you know, not just uh, if the stars align it's like we can you know we can kind of start controlling not our destiny right now but you can really start to look at, at what games they might have issues with or or not but I think this team being 4-0 right now I think we could be looking at that 3-13 and or, or you know in that area I think that's I'm confident enough to say that and that's I don't know if that's recency bias speaking or if it's something that we're winning games, and we're finding ways to win games when we probably shouldn't. Um, I mean, that first week where we saw Goskowski miss, what, three or four, and then him bouncing back. But I, I just think that uh, – I want to jump in there as far as the Chiefs. I just don't think that they are as good as they were last year.
1: No, I agree with that. And then I think, you know, like you said, get back to Green Bay and Seattle. Um, probably Green Bay has looked overall the best, but mm-hmm. both teams – not the greatest defensive teams already. And even with Kansas city. And I think the Steelers are kind of the opposite. Like they, I think they've looked good offensively. Um, obviously last league Claypool dominated, but yeah, overall, like, I mean, they're putting in the middle, mid twenties uh, that their defense has really carried them along. So yeah, I, I agree with, I don't think it's as far, but I still think they are the number one team. Um, I think the Raiders just did a great job last week there and the Raiders are no slouch. I mean, they've, mm-hmm. they've You know, played some good teams. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's like this huge, I, I do feel it's very similar to how the NBA was this year. I, I, I know it seemed like the Lakers dominated, but I think there's so many really good teams this year that you don't know who's going to wind up being wild card every week. And I mean, you know, if, if the Baltimore Ravens are considered your, what, fifth or sixth best team right now, the Cleveland Browns have played okay. I mean, I know they've not beaten a ton of great teams, but still 4-1. and one. That division's amazing right now. Um, there's, there's a lot of good teams up top on both divisions. Bears have done pretty good. Uh, I mean, I know it's maybe Tampa last week. We don't know what the heck Tampa is. New Orleans still got to get <laughs> Michael Thomas back. Yeah, like I, we don't know what the heck oh. they are. I, and there's a lot of teams that you just don't know. And if they figure, like that's another one. If Tampa Bay figures it out, who knows what their ceiling is? Um, right. The Rams again. The Rams have struggles, but they're also four and one. So there's just a mm-hmm. lot of on both sides. People are still going to doubt this Titans team, no matter what. It's all it's it, because it's not it's not beautiful. They don't feel like. Tannehill's not – and, you know, it's a quarterback league, to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. And nobody believes that Tannehill is even like – nobody's putting him in their Tier 2 even, which is crazy. Like the guy's absolutely balling out. I saw a stat today from A to Z. Let me get this bad boy pulled up. This is the last 14 start for Patrick Mahomes versus the 14 games that Ryan Tannehill has started. Both are 11-3. and Mahomes has thirty six hundred and seventy four yards. Tannehill has thirty six hundred two yards. Um, touchdown interception ratio: Tannehill thirty one and six, Mahomes twenty eight and six. Quarterback rating: one sixteen point seven for Tannehill. and one oh two point three for Mahomes. I mean, wow. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect the yardage to be what it
0: is. That's my only thing. Yeah, I'm. That, it's funny because, again, the glitz and the glam of some of these big market teams and the you know the historically relevant teams of the Chiefs, even the teams like the Giants. Obviously, they're not dominating right now, but the teams that are going to get those looks, the Cowboys. Like every time I turn on ESPN and I see something from, you know, Stephen A. Or if you go to Fox and start watching, um, you know, whoever it is, talk about just the big market teams and i'm like, like i said earlier i'm completely content to be that underdog guy but like you're saying i mean there's some teams right now that if they can turn it on teams that are historically not as good as you know we think the raiders uh the browns are kind of you know like you mentioned they're turning it on but yeah of all the teams right now that that scare me the most i would probably have to say and, and we're talking about in the afc the Steelers with Big Ben are a different bird, man, and that's that's to me. Uh, he's he looks like he he looks like he had no issue getting back into into shape and to kind of get back into what he's known to do. There was a couple plays, you know, where he was just basically heaving it up to Chase Claypool all day Sunday. His his ability to maneuver in the pocket and. Even last night, the Titans probably gave up two or three sacks just because they were sloppy as hell. And again, weird week, no practice. I, I get that stuff's going to happen, but just to, to see guys like like you know Aaron Rodgers, the good old you know the good guys that we that we know are going to be solid, um, have been solid. But c- to continue the around the NFL conversation, is is Drew Brees washed?
1: Man. I think there's going to be some plays he can still make, but whew, the, the whole noodle arm aspect, people are trying to doubt it. Some people are really, really harping on it, and then some people were. I was listening to uh, Trent Dilfer yesterday, and he was like, oh, it's still there. You know, he's still fine. I know he's, he's down the field throws. You just watch him. Just watch him, man. That The velocity is gone. He's still so smart mm-hmm. that he's going to figure some things out, but And maybe when they get Michael Thomas back, but yeah, I mean, he's not. I just don't think that he's good enough to win you a Super Bowl right now. I don't think he's good enough to win you. You know, I don't think I don't know. I don't think he's good enough to win that division sometimes, but. Yeah,
0: that's been the biggest surprise to me of the NFC. South.
1: Yeah, that's two two struggling older quarterbacks. that were legends because Tampa, you know, Tampa's one of those deals where Tom Brady is not used to. 10 penalties on both sides of the ball each game. Like that's frustrating. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like weird, there's no dominant, dominant team right now, you know, because even like this undefeated Titans team, barely skidding by three teams that were pretty, pretty far beneath them talent wise. Um, So even like all, all your winning teams are still like scooting by. And obviously the chiefs losing to, Raiders this week. I mean, and it looked good for Vegas. Like they were good, and you am like, oh yeah, crap, yeah. yeah. So there's there's a lot Dude,
0: of car. Car looked really good.
1: There were Which a couple I, passes. I really didn't think. Yeah, you know, I didn't think he was going to this season. Like whenever you saw the Mariota contract going in, were you like, oh gosh, he's going to wind up doing beating out Car for a uh, four win team this year?
0: Sorry, say it one more time.
1: I was thinking, like, whenever you go, like, whenever you're seeing Marcus Mariota sign with them, you know the struggles with Derek Carr for the last couple of years. I was like, that mm-hmm. Marcus is going to wind up going up there and winning that job because they signed him, like, a backup, but it had all the provisions to- for him to be a starter. And I was like, okay, right, right, right. maybe they're going to lean towards Marcus, and obviously he's already on the IR. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. um, but I really Very thought Marcus he <laughs> yes, very Marcus. <laughs> I really thought that was going to be like a four-win, four- or five-win team. So, I don't know if you ever thought that. I don't that, know but. what
0: to expect. I Yeah, for sure. I I, I thought uh, even Sunday, I didn't realize that Marcus was still on the IR, and I was thinking maybe we get to see him come in, either because, you know, h- h- you know, Carr has a, a bad day or whatever. Um, But no, some of the throws that, that Derek Carr made to me, I mean – that was very. I was. I was impressed for sure. And and obviously the continuity. Man, continuity in the NFL is so over. Just I guess underappreciated is what I should be saying. Um, even this morning, Dan Orlovsky was kind of giving credit to Mike Vrabel with the Titans, and I'm thinking, how many teams and GMs and owners, one can find a good head coach, you know, like a John Gruden for the Raiders in this situation but a Mike Mayock and the ownership to the Davis families for the Raiders, like how many people actually, or how many teams actually allow their coaches to do what they're known for or, or good at. And I think like the Jets, I mean, obviously Gase is terrible, but their front office is nothing to write home about either, you know, and even the Lions right now, like Matt, Patricia, you know, you're expecting things to go look at a situation like the dolphins, like that team wants to win. That organization wants to win. Um, but for some reason, uh, other, other organizations just get in their own way. It seems like, and don't want to talk about the Washington football team because that's the (laughs) ongoing saga, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, all that to say, I mean, it's, it's obviously a very difficult formula to really break down and see what pieces go into it. But yeah, the Raiders, I mean, there's, I'm I'm happy to see some good team or some mediocre teams kind of taking the step toward being good teams. And then even beyond that, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I definitely was shocked to to see them win. But in the fashion in which they did it, I was very, very surprised for sure. But um, that red zone. yeah, no, seriously, for all those listening, I will happily uh, help you in, in your endeavors to just experience <laughs> it because, you know, I, I can get some third party websites and get you some links to watch some live streams and stuff. And I might have to hand it out because, yeah, it, it's a different it's a different deal. Uh, we're not sponsored by Red Zone yet, but we'll, we'll get there one day, so we'll see what happens. But, what but Chase, let's talk some Texans. Um, I'm going to throw this straight out there, man. I'm not worried in the slightest this week. As long as we can stay healthy and get a solid win, I think the Texans are as good as a speed bump this week.
1: Um, I always say that, but this is one of those things. I hate them so much. I really do. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but <sighs> – Division rivals are so so different because it it could be an overlooked game. It could be something where the Titans are like, all right, we got the Steelers the next week. These Texans suck, and the Deshaun Watson has a Deshaun Watson game, and Will Fuller cooks us up again. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna not gonna do the speed bump thing because there could be that one stupid Deshaun Watson game, like, oh my gosh, this is why he got paid game. That's what I always always worry about against, against this Titans team just because it's who they are sometimes. With, with the Texans, they'll show up and ball out. And I, I know what the secondary lacks sometimes for this Titans team, so it scares me against like a Cooks and a Fuller combo, just the speed because we do have the slowest DBs. No <laughs> offense, guys. We have the slowest DB combination in the league. Uh, well, I should say cornerback. I think Byard's – Plenty fast enough, but Carl's good as well. But um, both are just really, really talented guys at, at points. They have their fall-offs in their games, but they're uh, they're quick, and that could be the one game where they tear us up, and defense doesn't come up to play quite what they should, and we get we get a sneaky loss, and that's the one we shouldn't lose, you know. So I I, yeah. I hate it because it's a division rival, because I would never want to ride them off. Same with the Colts; so that's gonna you, be the most boring
0: it's... game in the world. Yeah, is 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 the Texans game a trap game this week?
1: I think like if, weirdly because like the aspect of division rival, it could have that one Deshaun Watson game. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a trap game. I hate to say it. They have to watch out. They have to, I, I think this Titans team has to come out and play. It could be a weird short week. So, yeah. I don't well, want to I don't want to sell them short. That's all I'm saying. I think they I think the Titans win but I don't want to sell this Texans team short just because it could be an overlooked game for a Titans team.
0: Man, I'm going to, let me clarify for our audience because I think people have a different definition of the word trap game or the phrase trap game. And I think some people think that, you know, for whatever reason, but here is the ever reliable urban dictionary definition of a trap game. It's called a game played against an opponent gen- generally deemed to be easy to defeat. As a result, a person or team may not prepare as as thoroughly as they would before a uh, before a formidable opponent. Often, this attitude ends and is attended uh, is its attendant lack of pep- a preparation and lead to a loss. I don't think this is a trap game. I think that we as um, as I think the titans just are are not necessarily beyond trap games but I think this is one of those that yeah the what the Texans had a win last week I'm drawing a blank on who they just beat let me pull it up here but yeah I mean are we really talking about I mean obviously they won thirty to fourteen so it was a better you know differential or I guess score and all that kind of stuff as as the Titans – I don't know, man. I think teams are getting to that point now with all this pandemic stuff that they're getting used to the routine, they're getting used to the structure and the schedule and and what they've got to do to really prepare in this, you know, COVID pandemic situation. But I think the Titans, even through the last week, and I think too, sixteen days off for an NFL team is massive. And that's nice, what the man. Bills Bills were talking about. You know, they they had two weeks to get healthier and yada yada. I think the Titans are are again, as long as we can go out there and execute. I really have no reason to believe it to be a trap game, but that's um kind of where I'm at with it. But I'm trying to pull up the uh you know the spread. Let's see what they've got here. Of course ESPN's gonna give the home team the the uh the predictor matchup favorite for the Titans with sixty one point eight percent. I am shocked to see it at Tennessee is that negative three do you think I think it should be more than that. You
1: no not in the NFL I think that's close. I would
0: I would think, like, I mean, seven, six, seven, maybe. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't know. And this is coming from a guy I've got to Sean as my quarterback. He's thrown some picks. They're – They're I mean, off the
1: pond, still horrendous, you know. But, yeah, I mean – But their three lo- – Like, their, three of their four losses were against top-tier teams. So, that's the only thing I only, –
0: that is true. Okay. Thing
1: I have was their their first three losses were Chiefs, Steelers, Ravens. So, and I know Vikings aren't very good either, but you know it's it is what it is. So well they've got
0: Titans this week, Packers next, Jags again, Browns, Patriots. So
1: they've got a brutal schedule.
0: Yeah, they, they really, really do. do. But you got to you got to. I mean, we all know that they're going to line up this week and they've got some injuries, but again, I think that's going to be just something that the Titans have not had a vacation, but they've had two weeks of, of kind of get your cards in order and let's, let's put them down. So I'm, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for, um, hopefully we get a few more guys off the COVID list back with Humphreys and hopefully see a Dory Jackson in the next week or two, but who knows what takes place with that. But, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited, man. Um I don't know if you have any closing thoughts as we wrap this puppy up, but I'm I'm stoked.
1: Big win, man. Huge win for do- I mean, dominant fashion. That's another part was I think this Titans team needed that confidence of a dominant fashion like we can still do this, you know? Even mm-hmm. even down some big players, big key players. I mean, AJ stepped up. A lot of guys got opportunities last night just because people were out, too, and that's another thing. It's like next man up, next man fill a hole. Um, know your new role for a for a one-game aspect, and boom, that's what they did. And They look really good, and conversation's talking. They're moving up. They're going to move up mm-hmm. a tier wherever you want to put that team. But, yeah, a lot of respect game last night, I think.
0: I totally agree, but folks, I just want to say thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure and subscribe to the podcast if you're not already, and if you'd be so generous, leave us a five star review. Help us grow the podcast. If you're in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area, this upcoming Sunday, the Chattanooga Titans fans will be at Parkway Poorhouse for the one o'clock kickoff against the Houston Texans. Please check slash events if you are interested in joining. Find our Facebook page, like us there on Instagram as well, and follow us on Twitter. But folks, thank you so much. And uh, as always, we hope you've enjoyed this and tighten up.